1: Vernomatic Productions. Are
2: you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are gold. Jersey Metal Walt.
1: Good evening, everybody. As always, Thursday nights, new content drops. Tonight's episode, we welcome Don Jameson onto the show. Now, Don, besides being a kick ass comedian, he's rock and roll metal royalty. He's been on the show, That Metal Show, with Eddie Trunk and Jim Florentine. They just relaunched That Rock Show up on YouTube. Well, Don's here tonight, he's going to join me and Metal Walt and uh, Mark Washo from Worldwide Metal Music. We're going to get a roundtable discussion, and we're going to discuss the topic tonight of are bands' brands? If they are, can they continue with no original members? And what's going on out there with these bands that are calling themselves the full lineup, but don't have, like, barely any original members? It's a hot topic. We all have our takes. I have strong opinions on it. Metal Walt has opinions. And we're going to see what Don Jameson has to say about this. So that's coming up in just a second. But first, I just want to remind you to get up to our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Sign up for our mailing list. Now, this is a way for us to stay in touch with you about all this stuff that's going on up here. Weekly episodes, reminders for our Monday night radio show, our YouTube channel's blowing up. I'm putting videos up there all the time. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get updates on whenever we have new stuff. While you're there, download some past shows, rate and review, and subscribe to all this. That really does help things. Last week we had Brian Diamond. Now, Brian was the content producer from MTV during the 80s. He had tons of cool stories, you know, stuff about the Us Festival stuff about uh, Thin Lizzy in the studio at MTV, Ozzy All Hammer, Kiss when they took their makeup off. So check that one out. Uh, We had Bobby Blitz from Overkill a few weeks earlier talking about the new album. Uh, Let's see, what else? We had uh, History of Metal, uh, Ian O'Rourke and Metal Walt and myself, our continuing series on the history of metal. Gilmore of Triumph was at the beginning of the summer. So there's tons of killer content. Again, get up to MetalMayhemROC.com and check all this out. All right, that's about it. Uh, let's get into this. Rock and roll detention with Don Jameson. I'm The Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. So here we are, middle of summer 2023, and another episode of Rock and Roll Detention. I'm The Vernomatic. I'm joined by Metal Walt, Metal Mark Washo, and our guest today is that rock and roll comedian Don Jameson.
3: Don, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Cool, thanks for having me, guys. Look at we're all professional with our backgrounds and everything. Very sexy we are. <laughs> yeah, we are
1: sexy. So, <laughs> what we're doing today, once a month, we get fellow podcasters, metalheads, more importantly, on here just to shoot the shit about stuff that we think about around a campfire. You know. Metal Walt and I were always thinking, and I saw you at Rockin' Pod. Walt saw you down at the Tramp Show. You and Marco way back. So I'm going to send it over to Walt, but what we're going to talk about today is basically when do bands cross the line with not original members, when they turn into a brand, can they be a brand, and is there any longevity on there? So Walt always starts with a cool icebreaker. Walt, what do you got?
4: So guys, so I got the magic question. We're going to talk about a lot of our heroes and our bands and does it feel right that there's only one original member? Is it a brand? Is it a band? Who's in there? We all have a million examples, but I want you guys to think about this, the Wiggles, right? The Wiggles announced their 2023 fall tour. Don, they're playing up at the Wellmont in Montclair. Listen, if, Anthony can remain the only original member of the Wiggles, so can our bands. But what I think the Wiggles have done, look at this. They have two yellow people, two red people, two purple people. Can you imagine if there was like two Anguses in ACDC or you swap out a Brian Johnson and you bring like a Bon Scott guy in? So if the Wiggles can do it, so can our bands. That's well, my point.
3: I I was the last time I was at Wellmont, I saw um <laughs> Alter Bridge and uh and Wolfie Van Halen. But uh this would this show would rival that for sure. No doubt about it.
4: <laughs> I think all kidding aside though, I think it's it's kind of funny that we make joke about the, our bands and we debate them to death as to whether it feels natural or not. This guy uh, Anthony in the Wiggles with the blue, he's been around that band uh, that band since 1991. He's probably a multi-billionaire. He don't care who's in there. Sounds a lot like Gene and Paul, right? <laughs> well, we
3: know that's we know that's that's coming. You know, as so, as soon as the next the 50th anniversary of the first Kiss album tour happens uh, next in 2024, then. They will all replace one another with totally different people. And uh, who knows? Maybe in every city there will be a version of KISS. You
1: know, Mark Mark and I have discussed this, and we're just going (laughs) to jump ahead. For the longest time, I disagreed with him with Mark's crusade that a band can become a brand. Don, what's your take? Uh, Would you go see KISS as replacement KISSes? What's your take on all of this? Because it's deep.
3: Yeah, wow, it, it is deep. Well, I'll start out with I'll start out with the way it is, and then I'll I'll tell you what I think. So the way it is now is yes, bands are now brands, and there's no better um, example of that right at this very moment in history than Pantera. You know, uh, Dime and Vinnie, and of course, to the, on the day today that we're recording this is five years gone for Vinny Paul. Rest in mm-hmm. peace. Uh, miss you and dime all the time and um my liver doesn't but uh, i miss you guys totally <laughs> as as bros and and incredible uh musicians but i mean this just shows you you know uh when you lose two crucial members to a band and you go out um certainly zach and charlie were those were the guys if you're going to do it but i i think if you if you took a poll especially of old school fans like we are 95% of them at least would say yeah i wish they would have called it the ultimate pantera tribute or pantera 2.0 as you know Eddie Trunk suggested i like that one it's simple um even just lit—I know i know it seems weird but just a, a little thing you know in small letters above the pantera logo But the end of the day, that Pantera logo, you know, on every ad mat, on every festival, that that's what drives it. And so that's that's exactly what's happened is bands are now brands. If you have the logo, you know, there's 19 L.A. guns all suing each other, you know, to use (laughs) the logo. And that's because it's important. You know, it takes your it, it drives all your money up if you can send that. To the promoter, LA Guns is performing here, whether it's one of the original members, no original members, all, it doesn't matter. Me personally, I I don't draw a line anywhere. I I look at it case by case because I hold some bands in higher esteem than others. You know, I I resisted seeing Sabbath, uh, you know, on the farewell tour because Bill wasn't there. You know, now I did end up seeing it um, in the coolest of ways, but you know what I mean. Like Black Sabbath, I hold at a different level than maybe some other bands. That for me, like oh, there's only one original guy. Well, I still like them because they're still bringing the spirit of it and all that. But um, so I don't have a, a set line. It's 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 on a band by band cases. But particularly with Pantera, I, yeah, I wish they would have added something.
4: Don I I Don you but you're what's your opinion on autograph right autograph has there's no Steve Lynch there's no Steve Plunkett and there's no Randy Rand yet Jimmy Bell of the House of Lords takes the
3: band forward I mean you're going to see them right oh, I have seen them I saw them in Key West back in January at the the festival down there and uh I saw you know Simon Daniels who, who sings for them now I saw him on the Monsters of Rock cruise and I love Simon Simon's got a killer voice um People, same with Quiet Riot. If if people will pay to see it and you're carrying on the spirit of the band, there's no reason for them to not do it. I mean, Autograph has zero original members. Um, Now, Quiet Riot, of course, Rudy's back, so that helps. But, um, you know, again, it's a case by case basis. I was never a huge Autograph fan from back in the day. I do, you know, I do like a bunch of their tunes, but um, yeah, people still coming out and seeing them. And again, boom autograph logo on your festival website page and people go oh autograph turn up the radio uh you know blondes and black cars or whatever that song was they know that's what they know they that's what they come to hear and if it sounds good they're happy
0: what's your take mark i think maybe the key topic would be is it, it, what's the product itself, right? And I think maybe the reason Pantera is working, and I know a lot of people did say they should call a Pantera tribute or Pantera something else, but obviously with Phil Anselmo there, when you you see the, the product and you hear the music and it looks like Pantera and it feels like Pantera, so to me, it's like, okay, it has the essence. Now, I know another band that was on the list is Skid Row. Skid Row, not Sebastian Bach on his solo stuff, that one's not feeling as much like Skid Row to me, or at least the Skid Row that I personally remember. So therefore, I don't know if I'm as apt to kind of follow what they're doing or go to their shows. Um, so I know it's, a, it's you know, there's nothing, this is definitely the gray area of things. It's not, it's not obviously cut cut and dry or black and white, but uh, I do think it. a lot of it does come down to, to somewhat of the product itself, right? If it, uh, even with Judas Priest, you know, I mean, we're down to basically... Well, even technically, um Scott Travis is not an original member, but I guess you could say, Oh, well, Ian Hill is. So we're down we're down to two, maybe three, but Well no, you know, you're Zambor- down sorry, let me just jump in. Technically, you're wide, down to Hill, one. Rob, yeah. Rob. Oh, not even Rob. No, Ian no, Ian Hill. Hill's Ian- the original. <laughs> yeah. 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 But but to me, Richie, Richie you know, he he breathed life in that band when they were probably gonna call it a day, uh, especially after, you know, Glenn's health issues. So but to me, Richie was a breath of fresh air and, and keeping it going. So this is a, yeah, this is a tough one. This is a, this well, is a tough one. I think well, it comes got, down to the product, you know? I think it comes yeah. down to the product.
1: And that, that's right, Mark, in the, the product. And the, there's that fine line. Who's writing the product? Skid Row, it's always been Rachel. It's always been Snake. Um, you know, yes. you still got that original core. Um, now the Pantera thing, they're just playing concerts, it would be a different ballgame if they're releasing material saying it's Pantera. Now, that's crossing a line that you can't cross. But it always goes back to those bands. And I make this comparison. Don, I don't know what your take is. But I have a problem with this Todd Queens Queensryche. And because that core that wrote that vintage Queensryche was so strong, DeGarmo, Jeff Tate, Rockinfield, who was a percussionist, that when Tate left the band, they did the Judas Priest route and got a sound-alike guy, and they keep pumping out Queensryche albums every two years. So, you know, when is it? when does it cross the line of integrity of the writing core? What's your take on that, Donnie?
3: Well, yeah, that's a, that's another element to it, right? Um of course, you know, everyone, Rachel and 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 Snake, uh, you know, wrote the big hits in Skid Row and so um they have the right to go out and do it and and obviously, you know, Sebastian put some uh, unbelievable vocals on top of it, uh yeah. and he's gone out and played those songs, you know, his whole solo career. In fact, they they were both out around the same I think they overlapped doing the 30th anniversary of Slave to the Grind, so you had to pick and choose like who do you want to see i again i i don't it's case a case by case basis in general i, I like in general i like to hear the original singer but um it, it, it doesn't matter to me i i like todd in um queen's right in fact I, you know i think they'll get to a point uh, you know other than maybe a handful of songs they could just do their catalog with Todd, you know, after maybe another album or two, so um, they're building their own thing with him, and it sounds like, you know, classic Queensryche. And uh, but I also love, you know, Jeff can still sing at a high level. Um, so yeah, that's the tricky thing. I, I, I always, I, I kind of always lead towards the original. Yeah. Voice like when Rad had Karabi in it. I love Karabi, but I would have rather seen Piercy solo because I want to hear Steven sing those songs. So it just it kind of depends. I, I don't. I think it's not really that important to people who go to these who who wrote the songs as long as they sound good.
4: I think like with the band like Queensrÿke, and I'll use another example, except. It's the evolution of the lineup, right? In like I disagree with Verno on this, and he and I have a lot of debates on this on the Queen's because I do think it's Queen's right? You still had you had three fifths of the original members. Yeah, Rock and Field's out and all that kind of stuff. But now you bring in Latour and the writing goes over to him and Wilton versus DeGarmo, but it's the evolution of the band where now the identity of the band, or maybe even the brand, is it's Willen and Latour and Jackson, you know, for Except, right? Okay. Nobody thinks about Except anymore as oh, well, Udo's not an abandonment. No, it's like you got Wolf Hoffman out there, he's representing Except, but Tornillo is like, he's not like a 1B guy. He's not a paid player. He's like right up there with with Wolf. And they yeah. are the identity of Except in 2023. And they put what four albums, five albums? They've been around 10 years or more. You can't say that that is not like what uh, carrying a band forward should be. By
0: by the way, it's funny. You said Tornillo and then um, Todd LaTorre. I saw both of them backstage after the pre-show in uh, Newark. I was with a shout to my boy, Metal Mike from the Halford band. Um, both those guys, by the way, thought Metal Mike was the greatest thing ever, and they thought he wrote one of the greatest albums with Sebastian with Angel Down. They were actually talking about that one specifically. Yeah. But what's strange with Queensryche is I feel like this album with Todd Latore, I think is probably their best. I think it's the one that sounds closest to the old school kind of metal throwback. But when they played live with Priest, they I think they I think they only played one track from the new album live, and all the rest was all the old school stuff. So. Even a band like that that is i some could argue are putting up pretty good new music with the new singer, still when it goes to live right now they're 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 not playing the new stuff, although I think they're on their own tour now, right, and I don't know, my guess is they're probably playing more of the new stuff when they're out on their own, yeah, a lot more or are they okay yeah. I,
3: at least have to, I haven't seen them but. at least have to set it up with Todd, yeah. You know, when you open for Priest, you know you're 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 definitely in front of a, a nostalgia crowd. So yeah, you, you really and you only have 45 minutes or whatever. So you have to, you know, you have to get in the hits. Um, and if you're lucky to be able to sneak a couple new songs in, you know, I talked about that with Kip Winger uh, on my podcast, and I said, you know, the new album is just crushing. I mean, I think it's their best album ever. Um, I go, I'd love you to play the whole album. And they were opening for Steel Panther. And Kip's like, yeah, maybe we'll get one in on that tour. But, you know, when we go out and headline, hopefully, yeah, we could do four or five. Well, let,
4: like you, you're going back to the parallels of like a skid row, right? I think of uh, a band like Alice Chains, right? Which you could say falls into the same category. You have three-fifths of the original members. And truthfully, Jerry Cantrell is Alice Chains. Yeah. You even listen to his solo songs. I mean, I saw him up at the Wellmont back a couple months ago. It's a hard line, even between his solo material and the Alice in Chains stuff, because it all sounds like him. That's the bottom line. But I think it's funny, like, when you think about a guy like, uh, you know, they bring in – they're uh, the new Lane Staley, and even though he's been with the band for a long time, boy, he doesn't look like Lane Staley, right? So if you're expecting to go see another blonde-haired guy, and you see uh, you say Bill up there, and he's this skinny black guy with the giant afro, yeah. you're like, "What the hell is this man? Who the hell is this guy?" Um, hey, I got
0: a, I got. A, I got another question. So, well, first of all, I was going to ask about Pantera because if that, I don't even know who the other guys are. I know, and obviously know it's Zach Wilde, but. If that group went into the studio and wanted to record a new Pantera album, what would be wrong with that? Arguably, I guess, arguably speaking, I know, Verta Mack, you have an opinion, but. Well, it's
1: it's it's Charlie Benante and uh, Zach and they're they're boys. You know, them and Dime and Vinny, they're brothers. I have no problem with those two doing it in Rex Brown's, you know, the the bass player. So it's half Pantera. Uh, Like I said a few minutes ago, that's a line that I don't know if people are ready to cross if they create because it's like I hate to jump around, but you can't have Van Halen without Eddie and Alex. You can't have Pantera without Diamond Vinny and call it at least in the
4: at least in the, in the Judas Priest camp, right? You have uh, Glenn Tipton is still helping with the songwriting because you can make that argument is, well, he's not even involved in the songwriting, but he is. It wouldn't be the same with the Pantera camp, right?
1: <laughs> well, you just opened up a huge can of worms, and that's, that's a discussion that we're going to have to really take a deep dive in. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, metal Mark Washoe is going to take that deep dive, and it surrounds Judas Priest. We're talking today about the topic, can bands continue as brands? And when do you draw the line with bands not having original members? It's a hot topic. All right, this is a good one. Mark, uh, you have your thoughts on this topic. What do you got, buddy?
0: Okay, so next question then in that same vein. What if, okay, Rob Halford one day is not going to be able to tour anymore. He's not going to be able to go on the road. Glenn's having his health issues. But what if we get to a point where... We got Richie Faulkner, maybe Andy Sneap stays involved. At some point, Ian Hill can't keep touring. But they go out and find this incredible 25-year-old, young Todd Latore shredder vocalist who can rip everything Rob ever did. And they come out with this killer album like Screaming for Vengeance or Defenders of the Faith. Would you all, what's wrong with that picture? If that, if that means another Priest album or call it Priest 2.0, Versus no Priest album ever again, ever. And that band keeps going and they go on another tour and we all get to see him again with this new killer album with a new killer singer. What's wrong with that picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
3: That's tricky. You know, um, you know, know, there's a lot of ifs there, a lot
0: of ifs there, but if. There is.
3: Vernomatic, (laughs) look, made a good, made a good point. Distinguishing between the, the bands that are one, maybe one or two original members um, who are still out there touring and doing the old songs and then the bands that are still putting out new material. So that's that's sort of the thing. I think most people don't care who's in the band when they go see them live. But yeah, I think there is a big difference if the band is still putting out music. And where do you draw the line? So in my mind, as Mark has is presenting this I'm going, no, 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 no. But as you keep talking, I go, all right. Yeah. Well, what would be wrong with it if it was really great? I and it's know. Richie
0: and it's still Richie and it's still Scott Travis and it's, and, and maybe Glenn, maybe Glenn's still writing and, and Rob's still writing. They're no. just not recording and they're not touring, but it, you well, kick it on and it sounds like killer priest. And you're like, wow. You know,
4: well, Mark, I think you, you you said something in there is what if you slightly renamed it? Now, John and I got to know Rick Ventura quite a bit over the last fall, right? Now, small sampling, but he's got this killer band out there called Riot Act, right? It has the essence of Riot. He plays all the classic Riot songs that he was on. It's got killer musicians from Long Island on there. We just saw the band up at the Chance a couple of weeks ago. They were fucking awesome. But what's it called? Riot Act, Right. So it's subtle change to the name and the brand. Yet you're honoring your origins. To me, that's a way forward.
3: Yeah. But we go all the way back to the beginning of this whole discussion. Everybody wants the logo. Judas Priest, not Judas Priest act. Judas Priest is playing here tonight. uh, And that's what gets people excited. And that's what get people in the door. Uh, You know, dorks like us know Every move, every new member, who's in, who's out, but most people really don't pay yeah. that close attention. And I think everybody has their own line, so it's it's it is it's all about the brand. Who has the logo? That's who wins. Well, here's a question: If you're talking about that
1: metal nerds like us, this is the comparison. You could get a get by with it with bands like foreigner where there's no originals because the soccer mom and the lacrosse dads are going to it. But a Judas Priest, you can't get by with that. You can't have replacements because Judas Priest's crowd are more knowledgeable and metalheads are more territorial. I wouldn't go see some band playing Judas Priest.
0: It's not Judas Priest. But but Vern sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but here's the thing though you go to a pre-show and as many people are diehards and love sinner there's still half the place gets up and starts jumping and cheering when another thing coming comes on and going back to pantera if they said pantera 2.0 or pantera light or what tribute would to that point would that scare half the people off going what 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 is this what's tramp pantera tribute like i thought this was pantera like is there is there that audience that doesn't know that's that that just oh let's go wow Pantera's coming cool? <laughs> Pantera heads,
1: they know that it's not the original, but they want to go there and it's it's a novelty and it's exciting now because they're finally playing those songs and they get to see them live. And let's not underestimate the involvement of Zach and Charlie. They, I'm not saying they get a pass, but they get an acceptance because they were brothers.
3: Yeah. And the far, you know, you mentioned yeah. foreigner that there's a there's a new wrinkle to all this, which is foreigner is out going out on their farewell tour. And when you go out on a farewell tour with zero original members, my question is, who the F is saying farewell? <laughs> Wait. All, anybody Please. who's already the original members have already said farewell decades ago. So uh, can you really have a farewell concert with zero original members? You know what I mean? You have to bring back all the original guys, at least mix them in um, with the tour because otherwise it's like, you know, foreigners like jury duty, like, you know, everyone eventually gets, you know, the letter in the mail. Okay. Oh, I got, what happened? You got Jerry duty. Now I'm in foreigner. Uh, I don't know how hey. long I'm going to be in, but I got to serve my, do my civic duty. And, you know, that's, that's what it's like now in that band. Nobody knows who's in it. Um and, But yes, that their crowd, not as, you know, crazy as our crowd is about all that stuff, but, but who's saying goodbye?
4: Well, how about Leonard Skynyrd, right? Uh-huh. I mean, Leonard Skynyrd's in the same camp. Right. We just lost the last original member, Gary Rosington. Yeah. Ricky Medlock technically is an original member, but Johnny Van zant he's got the family name. He's been there since the re-kick in 87, but nobody cares. It's Leonard Skynyrd, right? You got the flag, the identity, the bands, you know, like it doesn't matter. They are truly, in my opinion, the ultimate example of a band that is a brand.
0: Here's another one. Well, I'm going to use the band Halloween, for example. They're out there touring with two uh, singers, which is the original. Actually, he's not even the original original, but Michael Kiske uh, and the the guy that replaced him. And they're on this tour and they're doing all the throwback stuff. I think they put out new music with both singers. Sometimes they sing together. Sometimes it's kind of like the three Tremors, crazy stuff going on. But I don't know. Like, that's a whole other twist is bringing – all the original guys back or again, if priest ever went on a farewell tour, an actual one, what if they brought KK back and even threw Ripper up there and let Ripper do some songs. And I don't know. I think fans think some of that could be super cool too. You know, I guess there's no rules. There's no, there's no like metal, you know, uh emperor that, that, that is, you know, handing down fines or something. <laughs> I guess the fans, the fans <laughs> are going to speak. That's, that's what it comes Right.
1: Well, that's the thing. You vote with your wallet and you're not gonna go, you're not gonna go. And that's it. But you talk a band like uh Halloween. What about a band like uh Vicious Rumors? Their whole existence has been the revolving door. They've been around thirty plus years, but that's a brand. And Walt, let's go here, man. Uh Trans Siberian. Well, yeah, I know I know you're
4: drooling. Well, no, I, I think that that's one of my prime examples where yeah, Trans-Siberian Orchestra came out of the origins of Sabotage, but I truly look at them, and granted, it's a Christmas rock band, a touring circuit, but they are a brand. They have become so big now, it doesn't matter who's in the band. We know there's metal guys in the band, but you know what? When we're old in our wheelchairs in 20 years, that unit's going to still be going around the country, and there's going to be younger-looking Joel Holkestras and Jeff Plates and Chris Caffrey's. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to know and not going to matter because there's going to be a metal looking dude with blonde hair in a tuxedo. That's branding, too. Here's one for you. And, Don, I want your, your curiosity. Is Ghost a brand? The band Ghost?
3: Uh, 100%. I, it's Thank you. Uh, Thank the, you. I agree. The nameless ghouls say, says it all. Uh, you know, Papa's going to be the focal point. You know, yeah. Tobias is going to do all the press. And whoever else is in the band, that's who's in the band, and it, it, nobody knows who they are. So the, he can pick and choose. They could be it could be a different band every night, um, as far as anybody else is concerned. So yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I love the uh, and the whole idea of the mystique of it and all that. You know, like when we all listen to Kiss for the first time, and Kiss they try to catch them without their makeup. And that lasted like a week and a half with Tobias because everyone's got a, a cell phone now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I do love that concept. So, so that he, you know, he retains creative control over everything that's going on. And if someone leaves the band, they leave the band. He just you know puts another mask on somebody else, and away they go. Wasn't Slipknot in a way sort of doing that? You know, years ago with with with
1: the masks, you never really knew who was
3: behind the mask. Yeah, they, but they, they, you know, up until uh, Paul Gray passed away, I think that it was, had stayed all the original members and they, and they were pretty. And once Corey really started doing more press out of character, you know, I think people got to know the people behind the masks. But yet yeah, now is a different story. Obviously, we lost Joey Jordison, which, you know, another guy just, I I can't believe he's gone. Um, Yeah and and you know now you got uh, Max Weinberg's son uh, you know behind the drums and then and then there's guys in the band you don't even know what they do in the band there's there's a guy with a pinhead mask on and he looks like he's pressing some buttons or something i don't know what he does <laughs> but now he's out but and now this other now the other guys so now it's really down to i think it's it's well Corey Clown and Mick are the are the three that are are left, uh, and everybody else has been replaced. So yeah, you, if you have the masks, you know, or the the face makeup, or whatever, or the costumes, yeah, just move on. Mark, what well, were you going to say ask
0: about Ghost? Because I'm that's a great example. Because honestly, I'm I'm highly confused by I don't even know who's even in the, that band. I don't know how many singers they've had. Uh, I do listen to their music. I think oh, it's all they've only Ron. ever. I thought they had a, a, another singer that came at some point. Like they
4: never. See you. You fell. You fell for it. I did. You I fell
0: f- for the gimmick. I did. He, oh, he becomes. It. He becomes, his character becomes different
3: characters, but the singer yeah. stays the same. So it's Papa Emeritus One, Two, Three, Nine, Seventy Seven. What you know? He, they that's what they keep switching up is his identity. And then every and everybody else changes stuff. But he again, he's the focal point. He's the guy. He's the brainchild. And he's the only voice in Go.
0: Oh, uh, see. I never knew that. And actually, I always get confused by that band in the sense that I kind of like it, but I kind of don't want to like it because it sounds like manufactured metal music to me, like uh, catchy tra- tracks. But then I find myself listening to it sometimes. So I don't I don't know what to think of that band. But but I was going to ask another question. What about the examples of when the band actually gets better or they become more popular? Uh, I mean, obviously the old school examples of that would be Iron Maiden and ACDC. Most, most would argue that those replacement singers took those bands to a different place uh, more so than where they were originally, but even like a more recent band, like an Arch Enemy, where I look at like, I mean, they're probably as popular as that band's probably ever been. Uh, Alisa White Gluns is probably maybe more popular or well-known than, than Angelo Gasso ever was. Uh, you could argue they're both performance wise pretty up there, but what about th- those examples where now the band's even stronger or better? Uh, and there's probably more than Arch Enemy out there that, yeah, that's just the one that popped top of my head. Don, what do you think? <laughs> well, th- yeah. I mean, so if you're going to go
3: back to, you know, Iron Maiden, obviously, you know, that, that was, you um, if I go back a little bit farther quickly, it's like, with, when 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 ace when you knew ace freely was out of kiss that that was unheard of back then your band's never lost members Aerosmith smith never lost members those old bands never switched their core members ever and so when someone left it was like the most devastating thing ever you know now again now it's like oh a guy's got some personal problems he can't he's not going to tour he's going to take a month off and not go to europe with the band and everyone goes yeah. okay no problem yeah. um but I, yeah. Maidens a good example of that sort of like when Dickinson came in, and I believe me, I was a, I, I still I'm a huge Deano fan. Those first two mm-hmm. Maiden albums are still my favorite. But you gotta say they would not be where they are if Deano stayed in the band. And so I think that's a great example where people started to become more open minded to it. Like eh, you know sometimes. Losing an original member is not so bad because the next guy comes in and takes him to a new level. As much as, you know, I, I'll listen to Bon Scott, ACDC, 90% of the time, Brian Johnson took him to a whole other level. And same with Arch Enemy. And, and there's, you know, um, for some people, they would say even with Dio coming into Sabbath. Here's a band, Don. What you Tell me what you think. A band like
1: Saxon. Now, what is it, down to... Uh... Original
4: is Biff. <laughs> Just Biff Biff Byford, He's it. Yep. Because Paul Quinn is involved, but he's retired from touring. But I think they fall into the Judas Priest category, right? It's been an accept category. It's been an evolution of band members changing, but they've never really lost their identity. And there's a million bands we could. I mean, I'm looking at a list. Deep Purple, one of my favorites, right? How many guys have come and gone, right? They're still Deep Purple, still got three of the fifth, three of the five original, or at least the core members there. But they've had now yet another well, guitar player change, yeah, right?
3: What about Saxon? To me, well, to me, Saxon, um, you know, Quinny's still going to be in the band and writing yeah. and probably recording with them. Uh, and Nigel's been in for most of Saxon. There's only a couple albums he wasn't on, I think. But, um, but uh, you know. I, because I know those guys and, you know, I see how they work. You know, Biff is the creative leader of that band. So I think yep. no matter who you slot in there, if, if Biff's there, and I don't think you could do it without Biff, it's like Motorhead without Lemmy, um, it, it, It's Um they are going to retain that original Saxon sound. And I think, uh, you know, they're a great example, too, of they're still putting out new music and it's quality work, so uh, I accept it, you know, and 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 enjoy the all the modern stuff that they've done. I mean, I don't think they put out a bad album in the last
0: decade.
1: No, not at all. You know, Carpe Diem is fantastic. Here's a couple examples: bands that have always been one man bands, Megadeth. Now they're unique because they've had accepted uh, chapters. You know, the Gar. And uh, Chris Poland, and then the Rust in Peace. But ever since then, it's always Mustaine. What do you think about that? Don? with do you, you? know, we don't even think
3: like, oh, there's one original member. Fuck that, yep. that or Wasp with Blackie. Yeah. Again, it's the evolution of the band. I, you know, I agree with Walt on that. It, it agree. Is, is yeah. If you if you sort of keep it, you accept this next version of the band and then yeah eventually megadeth did just really become uh dave mustang uh, but he's found a way to surround himself with these amazing musicians the the only one i i personally will draw a, a hard line on is motorhead without lemmy <laughs> it can't be done i know mickey and phil i don't think there's a, any amount of money in the world for those guys to do it without lemmy Um, But I'm telling you, you're going to see Soundgarden come back again with a new singer, tour and make new music. You're going to see Linkin Park tour and make new music. Uh, There's almost nothing that's off limits at this point. But my draw the line is with Lemmy. If there's a Motorhead without him, I'm going to ignore it. Like I ignored Steven Tyler on American (laughs) Idol.
0: By the way, I have a weird (laughs) twist to this. And by the way, I agree with you with Motorhead because I'm, I'm thinking of the Lemmy figurine that I saw at Record Archive. I'm like, that's just one band. They just can't nope You can't go back out and be Motorhead without him. Of course. I mean, but I had another weird twist to this is what about these artists that are in, in multiple, multiple projects and, and it used to be taboo. So like Tim Ripper Owens and, and I love Tim and I think he's a great singer. But sometimes the knock on Tim is like the guys in like 20 different projects all at once. And he's in all these different bands. Sometimes he's a filler. Sometimes he's a guest. Sometimes he's actually the singer. What about when we go to that extreme or like it used to be taboo? Like, God forbid, Bruce Dickinson went out and did a solo album and Maiden's like, well, screw you, Bruce. Either you're with Maiden or you're out. And now I think it's becoming more acceptable that, you know, hey, artists can go do whatever they want to do as long as they stay to the core. But what about those two extremes, which are kind of a little bit of a takeoff of this topic, I suppose, but related? Yeah, well, David
3: Elfson's sort of in that mode right now, too, doing a bunch of different projects and, you you know, kind of see what sticks (laughs) with people. Um, And then regardless of what he does – He's developed now a catalog outside of Megadeth that he can do, just like Ripper has. Ripper's got his solo stuff. He's got his old band, Beyond Fear. He Obviously, he can sing the Priest stuff, um, Yngwie, uh Iced Earth. So, he, you know what I mean? He can just pick a couple yeah. songs from every band he's been in, and he can tour the world for the rest of his life because, you know, and he's got the greatest gig of all. All he does is pack a, a suitcase with his microphone <laughs> in it, Email the set list to, you know, to guys in Romania or Bulgaria or South America. And there's, there's a yeah. band in every city uh, that learns the 14 songs. And he gets on a plane with, with with no equipment whatsoever. He shows up. They do a sound check, play four or five songs. And there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, you know, And people know all these songs, you know, all the pre-songs and and the Yngwie stuff and, and all the bands he's been in. And he makes a living. So God bless him. And and Mark, a lot of those bands you're talking about, that's the um,
1: work of these uh, record labels. Frontier, a lot of those are formulated bands like the, you know, Michael Sweet, George Lynch. Yes,
4: they've done that. Yeah, we had Robin McCauley on a couple months ago. And I mean, it's a great album, but the Frontiers Italian guys wrote the album for him in the spirit of... Classic MSG. And all he had to do was put pen to paper and write the music and sing it. You know, and there's a lot of examples. We had Zach Stevens on. There's a Sabotage-like album he's got with Archon Angel. Um, Yesterday, we had uh, uh, Mark Evans on from Heaven's Edge. Same kind of thing. So there is some good stuff there. Definitely some good stuff there. But they do go ahead. And By the way, with Ripper, we had Ripper on our show, John. What was it? Back in right around the holidays. And uh, he also admitted, he says, listen, it's got to pay the bills. You know, and he takes of these projects because it gets paid for him. He actually was late to our call. And uh I think, John, you were dialing his cell phone. And he's like, oh, so fucking sorry, man. I was singing. I had to do a cover of a Merciful Fate song. I was in my home studio. Sorry, I'm five minutes late. Yeah, he started soliciting work.
1: You know, and he's on the show. He's like, yeah, anyone out there listening, you know, get to my email, get to my
0: website, You know, book studio time. I'll lay tracks on your songs and.
1: He, he was a cool by, dude. By
0: the way, another, another oh. one in that vein is uh, Stu Block from Earth. You mentioned Earth. I mean, he's in the same boat right now. He's just out there. Look, he's taking on projects and guest performances. And like you said, Metal Wall, you know, he's got to pay the bills. He's not obligated to earth anymore, obviously. And, uh, you know, but I but Don, you brought up something that actually even like I'm a believer in the, hey, these are brands they can carry on. I'd love to see the 2.0 version of all these things but you said something to me that actually scares me. And now this is where I draw my little line is you said something about like a kiss in every city, 50 versions of kiss. All right. That one scares me. That one. I don't know about that one. Um, then again, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) I mean, I can see it right? sadly, but then again, maybe strangely if I end up in freaking Chicago or wherever one day and I'm like, ah, shit, kiss is playing. I'll go see the Chicago kiss. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) that's that's getting crazy though, right? If we go there. But I can see it happen. If anybody could do it, it would be them, I suppose, right?
4: Well, I think I know what's going to happen with Kiss. I'm predicting it. I think they're going to retire and then they're going to reintroduce their back history. So I bet you're going to see like a love gun tour and they're going to go out and they're going to play theaters and they're going to rebuild the exact stage, same setting that they had in 77. And they're going to get the perfect replica of the band and they're going to advertise it. And they're going to sell a million fricking tickets. What do you mean? Like um, this fall, come see kiss do the rock and roll over recreate rock and roll over with the legacy of kiss. And, you know, featuring the uh, replication of the Love Gun US 77 tour.
1: I mean, uh, Don, would you go? Would you go if it was KISS sponsored, like everything? Say it's 50 bucks a ticket. You know, and your buddies go or whatever. Well, well Don gets guest
4: so let's be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Otherwise, Don's not going. Well, opening <laughs> slot
4: to do comedy. Well,
3: like, they had yes. a pain around the road. They yeah. could take a comedian out. Um you know, I've done that for a ton of bands. I'm actually opening for Metal Church this weekend. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I nice. there's some phenomenal KISS tribute bands out there. And I've gone a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, there are. Uh, and I paid. So uh, what I see, the, the KISS endorsed one. And Walt, I love that idea. And I've never heard anybody bring that up. But, okay, all new, all new members of KISS. And they're recreating different eras of the band. I think it's a brilliant idea. I, I think you should copyright it uh, immediately before Gene touches wind of this. Um, and I will say okay. I would go. I would definitely go. If you're recreating that entire vibe with a, a great band, because I think we've all seen some great Kiss tributes. Um, so if this one's yeah. band sanctioned, I, I think I would go.
4: I think that's the difference if it's sanctioned. But I'm not—I'm not a personal fan of tribute bands. I think it's—I just not into it because unless it's sanctioned by the man, I don't want—I don't want to know anything about it.
0: But but aren't there like um, four Phantom of the Operas out there at any given time in four different cities? And it yeah, it's and pretty two, much the two same TSOs, show.
3: East Coast and West Coast. What's the difference?
4: Yeah. Maybe it will be four mini <laughs> kisses. Four can, mini yeah, kisses.
3: They should get. They should let mini kiss. Fly the flag for the you know let them do that. I think so.
4: I think so.
1: Well, we talked so. about this the other day, Walt, about how we Mark mentioned Phantom of the Opera, but that's that's a Broadway show that they have understudies, they have revolving. Um, that, that's something that's entirely different. But we got about five minutes left, um, Dad. When you go meet up with Kurt, Kurt and uh, the Metal Church guys. I remember back when I was a kid and I got the first album and the inner album, they had the Metal Church, ne- Metal Church neck brace. They got to bring that shit back. And you talk about Ace was out of the band, I was going to see the Creatures of the Night tour. And we didn't know Ace was out of the band until the fucking band came out because back then you didn't know. So, but well, I'm going to let you uh, uh, reel this in. There's a couple other notes you probably have.
4: So yeah, there's a here's a couple, here's one, and I, I don't like to go negative, but let's get a little, un, let's be comfortable being uncomfortable right now. In the beginning of the show, Don, we said, hey, you know what, as long as the logo's there, if there's one original guy, it's good. But where does it go where you're like cringe, like my daughter says, cringe? And I think of, and I love them, but I think of a band like Yes. Yes is down ah. to Steve Howe. You know, Billy Sherwood's Mm -hmm. in there, but he's playing the role of Chris Squire. But Billy Sherwood was guitarist in them 20 years ago. And Alan White has passed away. Like, there's a line where things get too diluted. And I use a band like that, where it's almost like I said, it's like, where does it say, oh, come on, guys, enough of this. Like, I don't know, Don, a band like Vixen, right? Yeah, you you take three of the (laughs) ladies out. And you replace them with three equally pretty ladies, which is fine. But is it still the same product?
3: <laughs> Again, if, if you if you bring in people who can capture the spirit of the band, you know Lorraine Lewis coming in to take over for Janet, I ben. thought she was a perfect replacement for the band. But yes, now they're down to just Roxy yep. as the original member. You know, Kurt Vanderhoof. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna open for a band that only has one original member. Um, so. Uh, but I, you know, I give my blessing to those guys to carry on because I think Mark fits the spirit of what they've done over the years. And um, you know, obviously, what happened with Mike Howe is completely tragic, and I'm, I'm glad they're moving yeah. on. Uh, for me, I think it's I, I, it's it's zero original members. That I mean, there's got to be a line somewhere, right? It's, it's, it's zero. The foreigner thing, you know, yeah. it's like it's it's really ridiculous, um, but. I had a girlfriend ask me to take her to see foreigner and and there was no original members and, and, but the place is packed and everyone's singing every song and everyone's getting so much joy out of it. I'm like, all right, you know, uh, I'm, it bums me out, but it's bringing joy to people. And, you know, with all the talk about Pantera again, you know, they're the hot topic now and people saying, Oh, they shouldn't have called the Pantera. They shouldn't use the logo, all this stuff. But every day you see in these clips online from people all over the world loving this music. You know, people who are 20, 30 years younger than we are. You know, we're old fucks. So these young people never got to see Pantera. And this is as close as it gets. They're getting half um, with great replacements. And and they're bringing a lot of joy to people. So, you know, I I don't like to be the Grinch. But, yeah, I I think I'm okay saying zero original members is not acceptable in my world.
1: I'll subscribe to that, and we are crusty, and we are get off my lawn, guys. <laughs> and, but rightfully so. We're all card-carrying members of this fucking fraternity. Don, before we go, uh, new show, That Rocks. You got the band back together. How's that going? I've caught a few of them. You know, it's a uh, little long, to tell you yeah. the
0: truth. You know, our attention span. Wait, wait, sorry. Before we go to Don's plugs, we do have a question, though, that would needs to be asked. Can that metal show go on without one of the three original <laughs> members? <laughs> like, if there's no Don Jameson, is there that metal show with just Jim and Eddie? That I know, you know, we well, need to know. I, this. I mean, the producer uh, has owned the name and the logo and has <laughs> shopped it around
3: uh, since we went off the air, probably almost eight years ago now, and uh, he has not had uh, any success in getting it on anywhere in any sort of combination. So I guess. I guess it can't go yeah. on, even with the original members. So I'm, I'm not really yeah. worried for my my spot in in, uh, in in that show if it ever did come back. Obviously, I, I hope I'd be a part of it. And um, but no, loving yeah. what's going on with that rocks. Um, you know, we, we just we, we you know, like a band, we were tired of waiting around to see hey, what's going to happen? Are we going to be able to use the brand? which you know we haven't been able to do and so yeah we are starting over with that rocks it's it's a whole new thing it's a new logo and it's a new uh concept obviously it's 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 a, it's a streaming world now so uh but we're happy to be back together and doing it and uh, uh um vern we got we got it down to about an hour uh, under an hour and 10 this week, so don't worry. We're, we're 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 honing it in. We're we're learning as we're doing it. Um, you know, when you got three guys who all like to talk, it tends to to go a little long. But um, great stuff. Um, and I'll have more news uh when we do this again uh the next time about that rocks and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, but I appreciate you guys having me. If you guys haven't seen that rocks every Wednesday on YouTube, check it out. And what quickly, what about uh your
1: your brand? You've been touring, you were in uh Massachusetts last weekend, you running out the door right now. What do you tonight's the Metal Church? Yeah, well
3: i have Metal Church um this weekend up at the vault in New Bedford, Massachusetts, two nights, which I'm super excited about. So Friday and Saturday. And then, you know, my brand is uh listen, I'm I've been my brand is me, so it's the original liner for the last twenty three years. I'm sure a lot of people wish there was a replacement for me, but uh, if you, if you like what I do, follow me on my social media, uh, Don Jameson official on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at real Don Jameson. Um, You can see me opening for bands, doing a lot of my metal humor. You could see me in the comedy clubs, doing my, my regular comedy club act um, and everything. I'm like Ripper. Yeah. you, You got a backyard. You got a, you got a six pack and a hand job. I'll come play your birthday. All
1: right, get out of here. You got to go to work. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. I'll see
3: you
2: guys later. Thanks, man. metal for life thank you for listening to metal mayhem roc check out our website at metal MayhemROC.com for information on podcasts archives links to all our live radio shows and all sorts of info please like follow and share with everyone even your non-metal friends and always remember to
3: keep it heavy